All right. Today is like a Saturday. I'm I'm pretty much in my pajamas. I feel a bit sick. I feel a bit rundown. Uh, but yeah, we're getting it done for you guys. And thank you everybody for listening. I really really appreciate the support. It means a lot. So yeah. Again, if you guys have any questions, if you guys uh, like this podcast, feel free to like, feel free to subscribe, feel free to follow me, feel free to share it with someone who we think can benefit from it. I'm just like more of like a new kid in the block and your support is going to be much appreciated. So yes. Anyways, let's crack on. <clears throat> this topic is something that I'm really, really passionate about. Um, the differences between men and women with respect to their body transformation. Uh, why am I actually so passionate about this? Because uh, let me give you like a bit of a backstory. When I first started as a personal trainer, I didn't really bang out results. I was just like one of those cliche trainers on the gym floor, counting reps, hanging by the treadmill of the client and talking bullshit just so that the person stays with me in the long run. I've done it. Another personal trainer has done it. Every other personal trainer has done it at some point in time in their life. But I figured out that I couldn't really go on like this again and again and again because it didn't really feel right to me. And by like at heart, I'm like a bit of a nerd. Well, I am a nerd. And I was always fascinated by the process of uh, transforming people. So that's when I joined like one of the most world famous gyms, which was known for delivering jaw dropping body transformation results. So yeah, uh, that's basically where I learned most of the things which I know today. And well, obviously the process has been refined. I've learned way more now, but the, the important difference that I often noticed was that the way you coach, uh, females is way more different than the way you coach males. Um, there are several differences, um, as a niche, I was pretty much a natural at coaching like uh, men because of the train because I could understand them better with respect to their training, their nutrition and even communication wise, like that was way more easier for me. And like over time I realized like, okay, coaching females with respect to their body transformation was like a bit of a weakness and I needed to make a bit of, I needed, needed that to become my weapon. So, there was a brief time frame where for like a year and a half or for like two years, I just took on female clients, not, not exactly just took on female clients, but, uh, most of my clientele were females, uh, because I wanted to develop that as a bit of a skill. I learned a lot. Um, and in the long run, I was able to point out the differences between men and women, uh, with respect to the process of the body transformation and in general as well, you know, and yeah, I did my fair share reading. I did a couple of courses and uh, fast forward, like a couple of years later, banged out a couple of uh, female transformations. And now I know enough to like actually make a podcast on this. So anyways, let's crack on enough of the mind jabbering crap that I just spoke of. Let's crack on. So this podcast is going to be divided into training, nutrition, uh, coaching differences, physiological differences and psychological differences with respect to women and women and men 
with respect to their body transformation. So when it comes to training, um, there's like whenever a female client were to come to me, she's predominantly coming to me from a most of the time, especially for a beginner, they usually come to me from a place of doing a shitload of cardio and being afraid to lift weights and being afraid to train hard. So um, whereas men, a, a beginner dude, if he were to come to me, he's going to go like, oh, I hate cardio. I love lifting weights. So uh, that's like the preconceived stereotypical notion when it comes to training. But um, when it comes to training, if you want to look lean, if you want to look toned, which is more or less the same shit, basically, which is like having a low body fat percentage and having enough muscle so that the muscle pushes against the skin, thereby giving you that like beach body like look. Regardless if you're if you're a man or regardless if you're a woman, you you gotta you gotta lift weights, you gotta train hard. There's no way around it, and you gotta do more or less the same exercises which uh, men and women do basically. So that would mean big compound movements like a dumbbell press, bench press, deadlift, some sort of a squat, uh, some sort of a Romanian deadlift, pull downs, rows, like these big compound movements because this is pretty much where the money is at, you know. So. Yeah, but the most important thing about females is that they can tolerate way more training volume than men because uh, because their recovery capacities are way more better than men. So if I were to make like a training plan for a woman, um, I, like, I would make like a fucking intense training plan because they can handle way more volume. By volume, I mean like the amount of sets that the person actually does. So... If a man can grow his legs with like three sets of squats, a woman would probably need something like what? 10 sets of squats. Uh, why does that actually happen is because like men's muscle is usually more testosterone dependent, whereas females don't really produce that much testosterone. Males produce 30 times more testosterone than women. So yeah, men have a higher chance of putting on way more muscle than women. But uh, females don't really have that much of, of a high chance of putting on that much muscle compared to men because of which they need way more. And then they would get like a bit of a similar, similar stimulus um, in order to put on that muscle. Uh, this, the second thing is women have increased recovery capability. So like, let's say if a man is going to do like a heavy set of squats within the six to eight rep range, if he's going to max out, if he's going to hit failure at the end of the set, he's going to be dying literally on the floor. Whereas a woman is probably going to be up and running in the next, what, 60 to 90 seconds compared to a man. So uh, females can actually tolerate failure training way more than men, in my opinion. So hence, I would give them like way more volume, way more sets taken to failure compared to men, basically. Um, then the third thing is... Um, what am I talking about? Yes, training. Yes. Now, there's usually this notion that women are supposed to do high reps with, like, lesser weights and men are supposed to do low reps for, like, uh, like a with, with, like, heavier weights, basically. Uh, that's bullshit, in my opinion. Muscle growth happens within six, like, between six to 30 reps, basically. So, you want to get stronger across all the rep ranges. Yeah. 
women are supposed to lift a heavier weight for like lesser reps and for like lesser reps and men are also supposed to do like high rep training as well long story short you want to get stronger across all the rep ranges this, this doesn't matter if you're like a man or if you're like a woman basically so yes uh that pretty much gets training out of the way um what else yeah so in i've often seen this a man can probably hit the gym for like a smaller time frame before he breaks down whereas a woman can probably hit the gym uh for like a little bit more longer so like let's say if a man is going to be training for four weeks before he takes like a week off from the gym a female can like a lady can be a female can probably go for like six eight weeks before she takes some time off um that's the that's the that's like another notion which i observe anecdotally um what else yeah that's basically it that's that's what i think so um now with regards to a woman's nutrition like now, now with regards to nutrition not not a woman's nutrition but with regards to nutrition um in order for fat loss the same principles need to be done which is like a caloric deficit like a high protein intake fruits and vegetables that's that's basically it but females generally tend to be smaller relative to men they carry way less muscle mass relative to men because of which their nutritional and their caloric requirements are going to be lower whereas for men they're way more heavier they're way more bigger because of which they might require way more way more calories relative to women basically so um that's the first point then low carb high carb doesn't really make a difference when it comes to fat loss or muscle gain in my opinion no when it comes to fat loss for muscle gain going on a high carb diet my opinion makes no sense but the amount like the desire for carbohydrates for females it's going to range from the from phase to phase of their menstrual cycle whereas for men um we we don't really have a menstrual cycle our internal conditions are pretty much stable throughout the entire month so um the need for carbohydrates or pretty much remains the same so like let's say if a female has like a 28 day menstrual cycle and it's divided into four phases in the last two phases which is like 14 days before your period actually starts the cravings for sugary salty and fat fatty based foods is going to be way more higher because your body is actually priming itself to make a baby and foods which are actually high in fat salt sugar carbs etc basically all the crappy foods they tend to be way more calorie dense and conceiving a baby is like a really really costly process because of which the female body needs way more calories to actually conceive the baby in the first place so yeah because of which females tend to feel the cravings a bit more as they approach their cycle um whereas men relatively don't really feel that much and because they don't really have like a cycle then the second thing is uh, this is as for the popular culture there's no like in the 90s there was the notion that low fat low fat diets are good and protein is bad for you because of which females tend to be a bit more 
scared when they tend to go on like a high protein intake they might be a bit skeptical but females need as much protein as men do which is like one to 1.5 gram of protein per pound of body weight you know if they want to like build their physique and things like that you know um what else Mm, yes with regards to going in a nutrient deficiency females tend to be at a higher risk relative to men because once once in a month when when you do bleed during your cycle no when you do bleed during your period you're going to flush out a shitload of nutrients so things like copper magnesium uh, stuff like that females tend to be at a higher risk for nutrient deficiency and what else uh, yes if you put a female in like a really, really harsh deficit, especially during a fat loss phase, the chances of her losing her period go up exponentially. Whereas for men, it's not really going to like men don't really have like a period. The only thing that's actually going to happen is uh, the male's testosterone levels are going to diminish. And if you push the food back up, the testosterone levels are going to come back up over time, you know, so dieting is like a bit of a slippery slope for females if done wrong um and if you lose your period over a period of time you can lose your fertility permanently basically so that's dangerous uh, and a lot of these stupid fucking diets sorry excuse my french but this often pisses me off but a lot of these fat diets like juice diets uh, like cutting out carbs completely cutting out fat completely um just simply having liquids is really dangerous um, especially these fad diets, these quick fixes and females tend to follow more of these because of uh, the way things are marketed and the popular culture is out there. Uh, but the principles with respect to fat loss remain the same, which is like not being in a nutrient deficiency, you being in a caloric deficit, having like a high protein intake and eating like more whole foods. It's not simple. It's not sexy. It requires you to track your calories, but in the long run, that's actually far better healthier alternative compared to the bullshit out there basically um what else there was something which came at the back of my head with regards to training i should have mentioned this in the previous topic which i was blabbering about mm. anyways i forgot if it pops up in the back of my head i will let you guys know asap in this podcast now with regards to coaching differences um, uh, there's a huge difference psychologically when it comes to coaching difference. So coaching differences, um, in my opinion, if I were to tell like a dude, like, Hey, suck it up, do it, etc. They often tend to do things, but the buy-in, the trust, etc., is harder to build. But with, with females, I've often seen that the buying the trust is easier to build but uh like the dictatorship coaching process actually doesn't really work it's more of like teamwork so it's more of like uh, i often use the term like okay we got to do this okay we got to do that what do you think about this what do you think about that because her opinion means a lot to me uh, like even even a dude's opinion means a lot to me during the coaching process but these are the things that i've actually observed in the long run because being forceful, being uh, being like a bit of a dictator doesn't really work with everyone. Uh, working together as a team more of like works 
the long run. I mean, this might not really apply to females. This might apply to uh, people as a whole. But yeah, just I've seen like I, I'm like actually a bit more. I exercise a bit more of my softer coaching skills when it comes to females. So which is like empathy and things like that. I even exercise empathy with respect to men, but I've often seen when dudes, when men usually come on a coaching call with me, they go like, I want the coach to be really hard with me. I want the coach to be strict with me because they understand that sort of like tough love, macho sort of a sort of a coaching style. So yeah, that's, that's the third thing that I've seen now. Physiologically, no, psychologically, psychologically uh, and social media influences. Females often tend to be more influenced with what's out there on social media with regards to how perfect the body is supposed to look because of which they are at a higher chance for things like body dysmorphia and things like that compared to men. Uh, this is not to say like men don't face body dysmorphia. In fact, sometimes I've seen men face more body dysmorphia more than women. But um, as a generic stereotype, like women have this idealistic body image, which they want to achieve, which, which is like, I want toned arms, I want big glutes, and I want no upper body. Yeah. So yeah, that's the second point. Then there was a research paper, which was also um, conducted where where women lie much more with regards to reporting their reporting their diets compared to men. I don't know how true that is, but uh, that was like a pretty interesting read. Um, then the second thing is when yes, this is with regards to training. When it comes when it comes to designing training plans, females in order to achieve that ideal female body, I would go like more shoulders, more back minimum volume around you around your chest because um the chest muscles is something that you don't really show and a shitload of volume around their thighs and glutes so yeah the way females actually carry muscle and store fat majority of it is stored around their legs why does that actually happen because uh, the female body is is designed to carry a baby basically and if you were to conceive a baby it's going to be conceived in the womb which is around the hip region because of which they tend to carry more muscle and fat to protect the baby basically whereas men are not really designed to conceive a baby they are more of like designed to go out there and hunt this is just like me blabbering on evolutionary terms so because because of which they tend to carry more muscle around the upper body but i've seen like some genetic differences where um, men carry more muscle around their lower body as well. I'm one of them, basically. So, yes, there's something known as a generic stereotype, and there are like individual gen genetic differences. But these are the common patterns that are observed. Now, physiological differences. Um, the way men tend to store fat is mainly around their midsection, around their lower back, around their love handles. And if it exceeds a little too much, then they tend to store more fat around their chest as well. This is like a bit of a dangerous thing because dudes storing more fat around their chest is like a bit of a red flag because it exudes more feminine like characteristics. Those are like male boobs, male breasts, you know? So if you accumulate more fat around your chest region, you need to drop body fat and that's going to take care of your 
hormone levels basically within your body. Whereas females tend to carry more fat around their hips, their arms, and their upper back. That's what I've often seen. Why does that actually happen? Because, well, the way the female body is, it's actually designed to conceive a baby. So we need more fat around the lower body region, basically. So, yes. And I don't know how this might be true, but I did a course with Charles Poliquin and over there, they actually taught us how to measure fat from 14 places of the body, of the body on the basis of which you can guesstimate, you can speculate like what the person's hormonal profile is like. So females who tend to store more fat around their arms, more fat around their midsection are at a, like, are, tend to be at a high risk for PCOS or they might be having PCOS or they might be having like suppressed estrogen levels, you know, because of which they might exude like dude like characteristics, like uh, more facial hair, like a bit of a deeper voice, uh, more oily skin, more acne and more hair loss and things like that, you know. So, yeah, the solution to this is getting within a suitable body fat percentage range is going to pretty much fix all of these challenges and differences that you see. So, yeah. And the last thing is uh, the process pretty much remains the, remains the same for everybody. If you're on a fat loss phase, you're going to get cravings. You've got to still train hard. You're not going to feel like doing things, but yeah, it is what it is, you know. So there's no way around it. Anyways, this, I reckon this has been my longest podcast, which is what, 21 minutes and 21 minutes or 22 minutes. I hope you guys like this podcast. If you, if you like this, feel free to like, subscribe, share it with someone, feel free to follow me or feel free to download it. You know, it will mean a lot to me. And yeah, if you want to transform your body, if you want to look into the best shape of your life and you want someone to help you rattle through all that bullshit out there and give you a plan which works for you and coach you and keep you accountable, then drop me a message. We can hop on a call. I want to know like where you are, where you want to be, see what's stopping you, see what's your goal and see if I can help you with what I actually do. If not, at least you'll have like a bit of a roadmap on how to proceed across your goals. Anyways, happy weekend, everybody. And ciao.